and welcome back to another episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm Sean Osborne, and I'm joined today by Kelly Cardin. Is that how you pronounce it right? Exactly, Cardin. All right, good, man, because God only knows my blind ass, you know, the phone reads it. I, you should hear the things I call people. <laughs> oh, man. I, I understand. I'm, I'm deaf, so we're between the two of us, we're, we're an entire person. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So you're so you're running for an office in in Kern County, right? I am. So I'm running for the Kern County Board of Supervisors. It's representing District Two, which is a couple oil oil cities and then a bunch of the small desert towns. I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so it, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. What made what made you uh, want to run for office? What, what what was going on there that made you say, "Shit, I got to get involved." Well, you know, COVID. <laughs> it, it completely destroyed <laughs> our lives. You know, I mean, how does how does this happen? You know, I mean, I I had a great gig, Sean. I I worked at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Um, oh, really? I, I was, I was actually a city supervisor for a, for a major corporation. And I had several accounts that I oversaw, but I was at the Reagan Library almost full time, and they completely shut us down. Like we, they're still not open. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's in Riverside. Where, where, where's that at? The is Ronald Reagan Library is in Simi Valley. Oh, Simi Valley. All right. Yeah, they had an exhibit there of the the Mongol stuff. I wanted to go see, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to get over there to see that. Oh man, yeah, they they had some cool ones, man. I mean, for Christmas yeah. they do the the Christmas trees from around the world. It's a pretty really? cool exhibit. Yeah, it's like I think it was twenty eight Christmas trees or something like that from from different countries and cultures around the world. It's oh, pretty, pretty cool. And pretty there's cool. an Air Force one there. It's literally it's one that that Reagan wrote rode around in, but it's there. Um, there's a Marine one, and there's his limo there. Uh huh. And I, saw, I saw that Air Force One fly into Purdue Airport in Indiana back in 87, I think. Oh, man. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting up there. Yeah, the you're, you're aging yourself a little bit, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, what, you know what I did in 87? I probably pooped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so showing my age a bit there. So, so like, what? So what? What the? What does the? What does the? That office entail? Like, what? What will you do over there? So, like, what's your messaging to the people in your, in that in that area? What do you want to say to them, and why they should vote for you? I know, yeah, I know. So, so I know why you, they should. Yeah, I mean, you're. You, we're gonna get into it a little bit here, man. So the fir first and foremost, the county board of supervisors is the highest elected position at the county level if you're a charter county in the state of california every county is broken up into five districts and they're usually split up you know three districts one way to the other um so so for one if you if you think nothing ever happens then voting for a guy who can literally be a swing vote is is the first give me you know i mean come on right. now, like right but so it's 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 very impactful, you know. They they have they oversee the budget. They have it like a three point one billion dollar budget this year. You know, it's it's a million people. We we feed the world. We literally pump oil more oil than any other county in the in the in the country. We actually pump more oil in Kern County than in the state of Oklahoma and in its entirety. Really, we're the 
Yeah, man, it's insane. We're the yeah, second... I live in California. I don't, I don't fucking know that. Yeah, you would have no clue. You know, people, they show their... So here's the thing. It's not like you can see the memes, right? But, right. <laughs> but they show those memes in their pictures, and it's like, oh, well, this is California, and it's the beach. And then it's like, no. And then it's like from where I live, and it's Joshua trees and cactus and nothing for as far as you can see and the mountains in the background. Right. Yeah. And then, then, you know, agriculture, we're the second top producer in the country in agriculture. I mean, and then the water is a big issue. You know, we obviously with those industries, we waste a lot of water and that, that affects the entire state. So and sure County is also incredibly important because here's a name you might know. Kevin McCarthy is our <laughs> congressional rep. So, oh, really? I mean, it's, yeah. So okay. it's considered the most conservative district in the entire country. But I, I think it's just a really anti-democratic district. I don't think it's really that conservative at all. And then, so, uh, all right. And then, so, you know, why vote for me? Well, what matters to you, right? We Right now we care about water. I'm the only person who's going to have a platform of actual of actual and things that we can do that are going to fix the water issue. You know, right now, Zach Scrivener, he, he just, he wrote this angry letter, Sean, um, to Governor Newsom. You know, this is ridiculous that you, you know, have waited to declare a drought. Man, just do something, you know? Yeah. Like, at what point is, how long does anger really work? You know, at some point, authenticity has to come through. Um, accountability has to come through. At, at some point, say, you know what? Yeah, so, I'm sorry, Governor Newsom. We're going to drill water. You know, we need a, We need water. We can't go without water. At some point, we just have to do it, you know. But then also fixing the issues. I, I proposed a plan to fix the water waste in the oil industry. I proposed a plan to, to eliminate a lot of the water waste in the agricultural industry. I've um, proposed a plan to, to eliminate, to lower the, the county's water footprint by about 15% overnight by just eliminating decorative grass. Like, how do you mean eliminating it? Just say, like in... Uh, so decorative it. grass is, the, the way that you define decorative grass is grass that was put in without the intent to be walked on, sat on, you know, laid on. It's just there to look nice, right? That grass accounts for 15% of any area's water use. It's, and it doesn't do anything. It should be removed and replaced with with desert landscaping that is water conscious, that solves problems, right? Yeah. So, like, would that be on public lands, or do you want people to do that at their homes, or like, what? Are you, no, you're county about? lands only. Um, I think I think that that's where you start is with county lands. Maybe yeah. you encourage businesses, but but here's one thing, Sean. It is incredibly important. I have four kids, right? Yeah. They need grassy fields to play on. They need safe places where they can run around and tackle each other you know and and so when i say eliminating um decorative grass it's literally just that that's the grass that's in the median on the highway the grass that's in the median in the middle of the, of the street that nobody goes on you know i walked around the hospital a couple weeks ago tons of grass it's behind fences <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah and the sprinklers were on so who knows how many millions of gallons a day get wasted on that but, right. but Las Vegas is doing it, and they're predicting a fifteen percent decrease. That's great. You know, I'm 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 really I'm really an environmentalist, and you know, you know, I came from the left to, to the Libertarian Party, and 
environmental issues are something I really think a lot about. And, you know, people on the left just have tunnel vision on a lot of things and they don't think some of this stuff through. And it's nice to hear libertarian solutions to a lot of stuff and these kind of things. Well, you know, I am um, during the, uh, the convention last weekend, I sat with Which Larry was glorious. Sharp for, oh my gosh, it was amazing. So I sat with Larry Sharp for a pretty extended period of time. You know, I got to pick him up from the airport. I got to bring him back to the airport. And you know what he said to me? He said, Kelly, you know why libertarians lose? Because all they want to talk about is liberty. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want to talk about solutions on what, and what that looks like. And, you know, in, 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 the, in the state of California, and especially in my county, we're expecting our water bills to go up about 70% over the next five years. Fuck. So liberty to me sounds like making sure that their bill doesn't go up. Right. You know, those are real solutions and outcomes that we need to talk about while we run for office. That's something Jeff Hewitt's talking about a lot too, right? That's like one of his number one platforms, isn't it? Talking about water. Yeah, he wants to raise the Shasta Dam 10 feet. Um, I think that's a great idea. You know, that's a, that is a huge issue that we have in this state is they say as much as like 78% of rainwater ends up in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're in a drought. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. So, so and, and you know, the thing is, is we get stuck sometimes because we want to have these amazing libertarian ideals and we read all of these fancy books, but we don't actually tell anybody how we're going to make anything work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's the kind of one. That's why you know, I appreciate I you want to coming be on, you know, explain to people these kind of things so they know, so they know what, the, what the difference is, what you're, what you're yeah. talking about. Absolutely. Free markets. So Hell yeah. Everything can be solved via free markets. Somebody wants to get rich and they're going to figure out how to fix something. It's the most efficient way to do it. The government doesn't, doesn't have the efficiency to fix any of these issues. They're only capable of making them worse. In fact, I can make an argument about Probably anything that you think is wrong with this country, I can probably blame the the government for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good assessment of things. <laughs> yeah, it, it, how how do they get so bad? It's like how how do we keep electing these idiots? Yeah. So who who who's got the seat? That, are you running against an incumbent, or is it is it an open seat? It is an what? incumbent. His name is Zach Scrivener. He is literally Kevin McCarthy's puppet. Um, I, I, I want to say he moved to the district either the same year he ran for the seat or the year after he ran for the seat. So he's been there so, a while. No, he's not been there long. He's, well, he's, well, he has. He's been the incumbent for like, this is his third or fourth election. So, but he doesn't really, he's never, he didn't grow up in the desert. He doesn't know what it's like to have to trek you know, three miles across town to get to the store and then go back. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that matters. I think people care about that. His, his wife actually was just um, appointed to the city council of the town that they live in the outskirts of. Um, I think it's funny because it's about the same time that the county made a donation to a, uh, a tourist thing in that same town. But hey, who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah. Timing, right? I mean, hey, timing uh -huh. can be everything and it could be nothing at all. So, hey, I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> we, can all, we can only see how it looks. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, that's not my fault if it looks bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Are there any yeah. other elected libertarians in your in your area? So, to my understanding, there is one guy on the water board, like two towns over, but he uh, is in my district, so I am going to reach out to him. Um, one of the nice things is being from this small little town that I am. I know anyone who's elected here. I, I either went to school with them or I went to school with their kids. So. I'll have a couple people to draw from to kind of, you know, pull some of their media. I don't know that they have much, Sean. I live, um, so you live in LA. I live in this town called Rosemond. Right. It is 14,000 people. There was- I probably have that many people on my street. Yeah, dude. I mean, within a, a one mile <laughs> radius, you have 10 times my entire town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I have, I mean, so, and my family's been here forever. My stepdad's family moved here in 1968. My grandpa worked on the freeway. My grandma was a librarian. And we have had somebody in my family that has been in school in this town every year since. Mm. You know, and it's, I like it. So starting in August, I will have four children all going to the same school that I went to for elementary school. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful area up there. Yeah, desert. Who hot. <laughs> Yeah, that's I could live without that heat, man. <laughs> me and heat don't get along. Well, you know what's killing me now? I don't even mind the heat. It's the wind. Yeah. Man, all day long. I just want to go outside on the porch, and it's too windy. What about wind farms? Would they work up there? Yeah. We, so, so Kern County is also unique because not only do we pump more oil than anywhere else, we also produce more renewable energy via wind farms and solar than anywhere else in the state too. Ah, see those, but, see those are nice things to get out there. Yeah, the problem is though, is, is, the, is the negotiation is broken clearly because the wind farms do not pay their fair share of property taxes and the power goes to LA. So the people that live here don't see a lower bill. And the worst uh -oh. part is, you know, they promise jobs, right? First right. off, they're temporary. The projects don't last forever. Um, in the end, they end up having only a handful of, of real jobs. But yeah, the first stay half there. Everybody of the, comes from outside, right? Yeah, the first half of the project is like is all outside help. You might only have real employment for maybe 18 months of a five-year project. Mm. So, I mean, something there's broken that it needs to be fixed there. Um, somewhere we're letting money escape. You know, we don't do, we don't advertise anything. So I bought a car yesterday for my wife. Um, one thing you, if you, anytime you ever see me on a Zoom chat, I'm almost certainly sitting in my car because I have too damn many kids. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many dogs. My wife yells too. <laughs> I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, hey, the view is always the same to me, man. <laughs> Yeah, to you. I mean, that's agreed. Yeah. Like, people are like, hey, Kelly, what kind of music do you like? I'm like, well, which one? They all sound the same. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, that's great. So any, any other issues you want to hit before we take a break? Oh, man. So, of course, we're going to talk about Second Amendment, Sean. We're going to talk about nullification. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Definitely do that real quick. Yes. So in Kern County, being the most conservative county in the country, they care about their guns, man. We're going to nullify everything we can. Yeah. You, I don't like the, I hate the idea of having a background check to my ammunition. So we're going to get rid of that. We're just not going to do it. We're just going to tell the sheriff that's not something we're going to do. You know, 
I, right. I don't want to follow. I think it's silly that I can't buy a magazine with 30 rounds in it. <laughs> right. So that's something else. I'm going to nullify. We're going to talk nullification. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, I mean, it, and, and again, like here, so we were talking about being libertarian. Everyone wants to go for all or nothing. Sometimes it's easier just to chip away. But at the same time, I, at some point, I'm going to hope to speak to Michael Bolden over the 10th Amendment Center and see what we yeah, can do right, great. you know? Yeah. Because it's just, it's too much, man. I mean, I almost feel bad. Like, I get it, right? Like, living in California, we understand. Like, the liberals, they complain when they live in the, the conservative states. Hey, we get the same shit, man. Like, it sucks not being liberal when you live in California. Because nothing makes yeah. any sense. You don't get any right. say. So it's just, I'm hoping to give people a say, you know, I'm hoping to hear people. I'm hoping that, that we can make some changes, man. And, and really just bring, just bring people about Liberty. You know, you know, Larry Sharp said, don't say Liberty. So I haven't, I've talked about outcomes. If he hears this, he will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end it is about Liberty and it's about us living in the way that makes the most sense for us. So long as we don't hurt anyone else. And if we can, right. and, and that, and that is being free. You know, not, not being worried every time. Like, it's not normal that we, we all, everybody, even if you're, if you're a little kid and you don't even know better, you duck when the cop goes by. <laughs> yeah. my, my kids do. They have no reason to know to duck. Make sure you're sitting up straight. What? Yeah. Like, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't look at them wrong. <laughs> oh, man, for sure don't flip them off. It's a funny story about flipping off the cops. Um, <laughs> they're well, all they will take, yeah that's good they will take you to jail for flipping off the police and they will <laughs> yeah, say I've, that seen, you, I've seen that before and they will say that you showed them like a vulgar or a lewd gesture so one man got arrested i can't remember his name i will i will send you the details he gets arrested he goes to, all the way to his like state supreme court and the judge essentially rules that a lewd or vulgar gesture has to be one that, 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 that elicits like an exotic or an erotic rise out of you. <laughs> so if the, for the cop to literally say that, that flipping him off is like a lewd gesture or a vulgar gesture by nature, yeah. that means he has to be like aroused. Like what kind of freak, <laughs> what kind of freak is that? <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I mean, you've got a power trip. When that's your, when that's your go-to. <laughs> right. Shit. That's like, that's, that might be even worse than, than, than license plate light. Yeah, shit. I got pulled over by a cop one time. He was 15 feet in front of me. He lit, he lit me up when he pulled me over. When he got to my window, I said, hey man, why'd you pull me over? He said, well, your license plate light was out. And I said, you saw that from 15 feet in front of my car? <laughs> <laughs> And he, he didn't like me after that. We recorded until he left because he that was not a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I, I had cameras at my house when the cops came here once about weed, and uh, they ended up having to give everything back. Oh, my gosh. Asset forfeiture? Yeah, we're civil asset forfeiture. We are I am not a fan. Without a conviction, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. You know, the whole, the whole war on drugs and all that victimless crime stuff. You know, they might as well call it the war on poor people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That, at least then they can avoid like being called racist. You know, they can, well, we just hate <laughs> all poor people the same. Well, we know that, but let's be real. 
You right. Do- oh, man. <sighs> yes, indeed. Well, let's take a break real quick and then come back and talk about the, a little bit about the uh, event that was this previous weekend and some about the Mises Caucus. Yeah. Hi, thanks for listening to the Liberty Blues Network. Make sure and check out all three podcasts on our network. We have the Liberty Blues, a progressive and a libertarian walking to a bar, and libertarian Los Angeles. Let us know what you think of the podcast and rate, review, follow, or whatever you can, wherever you listen. Thanks. Now back to the show. we're back so what what was your favorite part of the weekend at the uh, california convention oh my god so when thaddeus russell at the meet at the mises pre-banquet reception said he just asked an honest question and it really really meant something did you do you believe that daniel shaver received the appropriate amount of media coverage and no, he did not. No, and, you not know, even. Most people don't even know that name. Yeah, they they might know the guy that got killed crawling on the hotel floor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it's 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 a, it's crazy. Like, first off, I I couldn't imagine. So, as a member, you know, just like yourself of the disabled community, you know, I'm hard of hearing. I couldn't even imagine what I would do. I, there's no way I can understand an officer yelling at me in a situation like that. Right. There's none. Yeah. Yeah. Would, fucking, that was one of the scariest shit things I'd seen. I was like, man, that is just, I mean, it's fucking nuts. And they got off. Yeah. He got off. Yeah. I, it, it's like, off. at what point was, did he make people safer? Right. You know, what was the call even about? I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I'd have to look it up, man. Not but. that it matters. I mean, no, nothing. I, you know, I don't care what the hell they were. That, that's just crazy. Let me tell you what the call was not about or did not entail. The call did not entail a police officer transforming into Judge Dredd and becoming yeah. Judge, Jury, and Executioner on the spot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I, I don't assume, care. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. I, mean, I assume there was probably over drugs, which you know, compounds it to me, you know. Oh, it's a mental health call. Yeah, something like that. You know, that all that stuff, man. It's just, man, it's it's frustrating because, you know, the, people don't realize that the state has such a monopoly on violence. It's just insane, man. And they, they, they can take you out anytime they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it's, and, you know, I feel bad for a lot of, for a lot of those guys, for the officers who, who, you know, they're forced to live like that. Like, I've seen some crazy stats. Like one stat show that like 60% of all women who marry a police officer end up being victims of, of domestic violence. Wow. You know, and it's because of the culture that we allow these officers to live in. And we, we you know, it, we don't do them any long-term favors on the individual level. You know, putting them through the ringer to the overtime hours they're forced to work. You know, that it's, 
there's a lot that could be changed that would make the job safer for them. Ending the war on drugs makes police work safer. Right. So to anyone who, who you know, backs the blue, think about that. Right. <laughs> you know, their job becomes exponentially safer. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the convention, oh man. So I had a chance myself and Gia Christopher, who won, um, and, and I think the Northern Area Coordinator position, we're talking to Spike Cohen. And he, and he starts telling us his, his plan for world peace. And it's, he says, my nuclear plan for peace is to give every country just one nuke each. Because no one's firing that shit at nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this podcast I listen to, he's kind of a libertarian-leaning guy. It's called uh, Common Sense. It's uh, with Dan Carlin. He said that years ago. That's one of the things he said. He thought if everybody, because he said that's one of the things that happened in Ukraine. We talked them into giving up their nukes. And supposedly we were going to back them up you know, and got ourselves into that, you know, a tangle with Russia, but Russia would have never have tangled with them if they had one new. Well, so one, Libya, Gaddafi, yeah. right? I mean, madman. Right. I mean, obviously the man was, was, was a psychotic, you know, freaking nature. Like there's no, there's no questioning that. Right. But until he decentralized his dollar, the other currency from the dollar and denuclearized, they were relatively peaceful. so i mean it's true because because who's gonna who's gonna mess with the madman right you know i oh man so sean in 2007 or 8 when when mccain ran against obama i remember i was watching this youtube video and i was a young like religious right republican and and this guy is a comedian he's talking about and he says you know i want mccain Cause that man's fucking crazy. <laughs> if he, if he, if you mess with him and he says I'm gonna push the fucking button, you're giving him whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, he can, yeah, he's got the war lover, man. The man, the man loved, the man loved bombs. Oh, he, the the bigger the better. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Oh man, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so we're libertarians. It's 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 nothing new. It's what it is, right? I mean, come on now. You know, yeah. if it wasn't true, I I would I wouldn't say it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I so mean, what else? What else? What else? Spike have to say? Oh man! So he he just he talked about you know not insulting everybody. You know, right. who would have thought that? Libertarians can reach people and help them find the fact they're inner libertarian if we didn't insult everybody. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that going around these days. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, and I'm not even just talking like the, the main party against the Mises caucus. I'm talking in general. Yeah, just, yeah, just humanity in general, yeah. Holy shit, yeah, that, you know. And then he also talked about, you know, legislating from a point of that, that actually works, you know, and it makes sense. Yeah, and I think Larry Sharp, he said that to me, he actually, in the, in the car, he goes, Kelly, if, if you're talking to somebody who is on welfare, and the first thing you tell her is you're going to end the welfare state, she's not going to vote for you, or he's not going to vote for you. There's nothing you're going to say to that person to get them to vote for you. But if you meet them where they are and understand that that person no longer wants to be on welfare and, and you help them get off it, and you propose, actually propose a plan to help people 
advance themselves, then yeah, they will vote for you. You know, he said right. that you shouldn't even when you're talking to people. He so when I'm talking to people on the street, right? They shouldn't even know that I'm a libertarian. Yeah, you know, I should. I, if we truly have all of the answers, then we should be able to meet the average person on the street and and make sense to them almost no matter what. Right. You know, but it takes a position of love. And, you know, Dave, Dave, um, Dave Smith was talking about that this week, you know, and if we don't offer a position of love, then, then what are we really doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, just, just, joining the, just joining the sociopaths. <laughs> We're the right. same as they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know we're, in fact, we're worse because we're smarter. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, not only are we as bad as they are, we're, we're worse because we know better. Right. You know, um, one of the things about, like, that whole, the, the thing you said about Larry Sharp it, it is his compassion and the way he sees things. But, you know, like, where you're talking about, like, legislating from a place that where where people will do it. I think Madison spoke about that in the Federalist Papers. You know, in one of them, I can't remember what number it was, but he said something about you shouldn't make a law that you know people aren't going to fucking do. Just like a mask mandate. What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah and not only should you not do it, 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 should be, it should be rebuked, is what he says. You know, he yeah, said, yeah. I can't tell, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be misquoting, but essentially it's, if a moral man sees an immoral law passed, that don't that moral man should just not do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, so the whole mask mandate, like, stop. Like, yeah. at this point, they don't even. They've changed the story from the CDC more times than I could even tell you at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people I mean, got short memories; they don't remember the whole trip. No, oh my lord, almighty! So I think <laughs> I got it. I got. I think I got coronavirus well ahead so i was working pretty regularly at a at an art college in pasadena at the art center college of yeah. design and and 80 percent of the students are are foreign chinese nationals and man they're they're so fun they're so like every one of them that you meet they just they're, they're they love it they, they're they're having a great time learning but man they were all were going back and forth around the holidays and i was sick from like thanksgiving through christmas oh man and i never get sick you know, and I, I remember eating my Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner from my room because I was sick and I never like, so I think I got it a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then we I traveled am. the country. We traveled the country last summer in the middle of the pandemic and we were in the middle of Tennessee in the backwoods and we pull up to this gas station and I get out and a cop pulls up in front of me and I said, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I asked him, I say, sir, do I need a mask on to go inside that building? And he goes, son, nobody's up for re-election here. There's no fucking COVID. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and I look at him and I said, oh, heard. And I walked into that store and I got a bunch of stuff and I walked back out. And it was the funniest thing ever, man. It was just some <laughs> random small town cop. There's no coronavirus. We've got no one running for office here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. And that's not to say that coronavirus isn't real, right? I mean, people, right, people, right, are, right. people are dying. Like that, that's not to take away from there. But let but let's look at actual causes and problems. Did you know that in that in like the last 30 years, we actually have like 33%, I'm sorry, 
we have a third less hospital beds than we used to have in this country. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we used to have like 1.5 million hospital beds nationwide. Now it's like 987,000 hospital beds. Yeah. What happened to those? Right. Because if those are still here, this isn't that, you know, we, we don't run out of space, obviously. Right. You know, how, how was the government so inept that we couldn't get masks? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about why corona, the corona thing actually sucked. Because the, the elected officials are terrible. Yeah. You know what the problem with elected officials is, Sean? They can't they make hard decisions. They cannot yeah. make hard decisions. They have to use consultants. So how do you react in a fast-acting situation? You have to use a consultant. Yeah. I mean, and those yeah. costs, you know, Jeff Hewitt's talked about that, like billions of dollars a year in California get spent on consultants. Just make hard decisions. Nobody needed to tell them that, oh, shit, we, we, maybe we shouldn't tell people to wear masks. <laughs> they had, right. Why do you have to ask somebody to tell you something that you already knew? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> You're right. You know, and that's what it comes down to is these guys, they're not stupid, but, but well, they, are, they, they might be smart, but they're awfully goddamn stupid. Zach yeah. Scribner is certainly an idiot. And, um, they're definitely know, confident that. telling you to do what they think you should do. Yeah, like that's what you were elected for. Yeah, you know, fall down on that on that sword, and if you're wrong, that's okay. Someone else is gonna take your spot. Yeah, life but goes on. That's why you were elected. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting dark, man. My head's kind of shiny. It was looking funny. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to wrap up. I think we're about out of time on my Zoom. So yeah, is there anything, is there anything else you wanted to hit up before we got off of here? Hey guys, go to takehumanaction.com. If you've ever heard about being a libertarian, you ever wanted to be a libertarian, you're not sure what that meant, maybe you, you heard Ron Paul speak one time and that really caught your heart, www.takehumanaction.com. It's gonna take you to the LP website, the LP Mises Caucus website. It's gonna bring you to a community of people that look nothing alike, that all come from different backgrounds. I am a brown deaf man, Sean is a, is a white blind man. We both have dad bods. We, <laughs> we, find, we find liberty to be our, everything that we need to coexist, right? Hell yeah. Um, you know, so again, the, the, that's www.takehumanaction.com, LP Mises Caucus. Sign up, get involved, take back your country. Stop letting idiots tell you what to do. Elect people that are, that are gonna help, right? Do the right thing. If you've got a problem with the police and you know a police officer, can encourage him to run for sheriff. I've got at least six police officers across the country that I've asked about running for sheriff. You know, get people that you trust in the office, man. Like, we have to take back our, our country. Hey, one last question is, uh, when the hell's the election? We didn't even say. Man, so it's going to be in, like, fall of 2022, man. Okay. okay. I've finally made it early. Well, so yeah, what happened, though, is so Zach Scribner actually got in trouble for, for campaigning on taxpayer dollars, but he still does it. So right. out of necessity, I have to start earlier. I didn't want yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to start this early, but there's no choice. That's I don't want to start, right? Yeah, You'll absolutely. Back. We'll have you back on, man. Just when, you know, yeah, whenever you got something to say, good, brother. something comes back you up, soon, you know, give me a call. We'll get you back on here ASAP and get that shit out into the universe. Yes, sir. Sounds good, brother. Hey, man, it was great talking to you. Great seeing you.
Yeah, yeah, great seeing you again. Hopefully see you at the, at the training stuff in Long Beach and everything. I will be at every one of those. We actually have a, two coming up. So we have an LP national training, and then we have a local Mises training that we're going to have as well. Where's that one? Is that online? Um, no, it's going to be in person. That's the one that I was telling you if you knew of any spots for like 25 or 30 people. Oh, you're, lo you're looking for a place. Okay, yeah, 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 I'll look into it. Yeah, I know, Where, no, you knew that venue. Supposed to be? I think in August as well. Oh, okay, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely today. have something by then. Yeah, Angela just sent it to me this morning, so. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, but we're right, going to try to get some people over. Sweet. All right, All right, well, take it easy and speak to you soon. Yes, sir. Sounds good, man. Talk to you.